Now, the Citizens' Assembly on Drug Use says it wants to see a whole government approach to the issue to help stem the increase in drug addiction. The group has published its final report following what it calls the most comprehensive examination ever undertaken of drugs use in Ireland. The Assembly agreed on 36 recommendations on how to tackle the issue, including a degree of decriminalisation of some drugs for personal use. And joining me to discuss uh, the report are Michael Gearan, the Addiction Councillor at Coonwira in Brewery, and Julie McKenna, who's Novas's Midwest Head of Research Policy and is also involved uh, with homeless drug programmes in Clare. And you're both very welcome to the programme. Uh, Julie, there's a lot in it, 36 recommendations in total. What's your overall view of the report that has been issued by the Citizens' Assembly on Drug Use? Do you think ultimately it will be more beneficial than not? Good morning, Alan, to you and your listeners, and also good morning to Michael. Um, lovely to be joining Michael here this morning. Um, I suppose it is a very, very extensive report, but it deserves to be extensive. It is a pivotal moment when it comes to tackling uh, drug addiction in this country and the increase in drug use and, I suppose, the increase in addiction and the, uh, the impact of the same. There is 36 recommendations. One of the recommendations is the decriminalisation. It would be very important that, you know, the public or other political parties don't get caught up on just that one recommendation, that we look at all 36 recommendations together, that this has to be um, a health-led approach across every um, every part of government. There has to be a health-led approach when it comes to housing, it has to be a health-led approach when it comes to justice, it has to be a health-led approach when it comes to the social factors and some of the things that lead into the infrastructure of addiction, particularly poverty, particularly deprivation. Um, addiction doesn't discriminate, it doesn't discriminate whether it's urban or rural, whether it's affluent or in deprived areas. Each and every one of us are vulnerable to addiction, we are vulnerable to mental health, we are vulnerable to dual diagnosis. Mm. And that's the important point that's made in the report, Julie, isn't it? That Mm. it's recommending the state moves to a comprehensive health-led response to drugs use rather than using the criminal justice system, which uh, would be a big sea change. But I think it's one that quite a lot of people, even outside of uh, yourself and Michael and those who work on the ground with those uh, with drug issues, uh, believe that that's the way to go. Absolutely. And we would welcome that. And we would welcome that change. Um, you know, like currently in our prison system, there's estimated 7,000 people. 70% of those 7,000 people have addiction issues. And the correct resources are not available in the prisons that's available in the communities. The community resources are stretched to its absolute limit. Uh, we work very, very well together. I'm very proud to be part of the Midwestern Drug and Alcohol Task Force. And proud to be part of the service delivery here in the Midwest and one of the key things I will say about the Midwest and the drug and alcohol services that fall under CHO3 is we work very strongly together in a collaborative approach in an interagency approach to provide wraparound support for people that need it but while we continue to take just I suppose a justice approach to addiction you know People's health needs are not being met. They're being stigmatised. There's a massive impact on families. Um, it's a massive increase back into the homeless services and stuff like that. So it needs to be a health-led approach and it needs to be across every okay. sector. Okay, Michael, I presume you would uh, agree with Julie and, you know, in terms of the situation on the ground in the Midwest uh, with those you help, uh, 
have any you know have any of them been caught up in the criminal justice system and what effect of being caught up in that or the threat of being caught up in it what has it done to them uh, when really the drug use is very much a health issue Yes, good morning to Ellen and Julie and, and it's not at all uncommon when you're dealing with people with uh, drug addictions that they would have had some interaction with the criminal justice system up to and including incarceration and by and large these people would report to you that being imprisoned um, in many cases made the situation worse rather than better and I suppose in common just to reiterate what Julie said there I'm sure every service provider in the Midwest region and beyond welcomes the publication of the 46 recommendations by the Citizens' Assembly. And it probably provides the best opportunity that we have ever had in the history of the state for progressive legislation now to be written based on foot of these recommendations. Um, So it's all good news, particularly when it comes to... um, the criminal justice system, particularly when it comes to the prosecution of individuals um, who are in possession of drugs for um, personal use, and that the resources that would be taken away from um, the processing of these people through the criminal justice system could be redeployed far more effectively into supply reduction. There was one particular recommendation that caught my eye there, Um, And it was in relation to education and prevention at school level. And it's something I've been talking about for a number of years, that if we are ever to get a handle on the drug situation in Ireland, one of the things we must do is we must try and minimise the number of new addicted people that are being produced in any given year. And the only way that we can do that is by the creation of a robust, fit-for-purpose education and prevention programme which is probably best targeted at junior cycle students in secondary school. So, as I said, all the recommendations are very valid. Um, They are the opinion of the people, and I think it's important to reiterate that these were 100 people who were selected at random, and we can only assume that their opinions and what has been written down in the recommendations are representative of society in general. And it seems to be the case that the general consensus would be it is a health issue, which it absolutely is, and punitive sanction at the lower end of offending through the justice system isn't in any way efficacious. Mm. And Julie, I mean, moving away from the criminal aspect of, of, of things, you would imagine there would be benefits, not just for those who are using the drugs, uh, you know, and treating it as a health issue, but from the the Garda side of things, you know, we hear how they're understaffed and under-resourced, etc., etc., that if you move away from the criminal aspect of those dealing or using drugs, it frees up the Gardaí to concentrate on, on other matters. Absolutely. I mean, you know, like the, the Garda resources are very limited, they're very stretched. We absolutely need more community Gardaís in every community in, in rural and urban society here in Ireland. Um... And the guards' time needs to be directed towards, uh, I suppose, organised crime gangs, the people that are bringing the drugs into the country, the people that are distributing the drugs around the country. That's where their time and their resources need to go. Not, you know, stopping somebody on the street and searching them, somebody that is self-medicating with a drug because they've experienced a lot of adverse childhood experiences and they've experienced an awful lot of trauma. 
that's a waste to Garda resources and the Garda resources would be much better served in dealing with the people that are supplying the drugs and dealing with people that are, are, I suppose, are profiting from drugs and equally dealing with people that are putting families to their absolute limit with drug intimidation and extorting money from families because of drugs. That's a massive problem and we had to take approach of zero tolerance to drug intimidation in communities and to individual families. I see families week on week coming to us absolutely scared out of their wits, at their wits end. They're being harassed, their homes have been targeted, other family members have been targeted. They're going to their local credit union, taking out loans, putting themselves under financial pressure to keep these people off their back. There will be people though, Julie, who even hearing that and hearing both of you extolling the, the virtues of this report would say, well, uh, some of the, some or most of these recommendations could lead to drug use becoming more widespread and could even create more problems. What would you say to that particular view? Um, absolutely not. I, I mean, like, you know, to end up in addiction is never a lifestyle choice for anybody. And nobody ever wants to remain in addiction. And as I said, um, as to start the conversation, is every one of us are vulnerable to addiction. Anything can happen in any one of our lives that severely impacts us dramatically. Okay, my, my, Michael, would you? I mean, where we self-medicate. I mean, it's like, mm. as I said, one recommendation is the decriminalisation, and it's decriminalisation of people that are using for personal use, and it has to go back to government policy to decide what drugs fall into that category. It's not the job of the assembly or the assembly chair Paul Reid to decide categorise what drugs fall into that category but we're talking about you know young adults here young teenagers that may be caught for the first time in the possession of cannabis we're not talking about you know your main um, gangland figures that we hear about every day in our news being caught with drugs we're talking about the uncle down the road or your neighbour's child or your niece or nephew or your own child that's experimenting for the first time we're, what, what we're doing is we're looking at the Portuguese model, we're looking at the Canadian model, we're looking at the um, American model, but we need to look at all these models and put them into the Irish context and be with what's happening in Irish society today. And we need to divert the resources that we have into making this situation better. We have never been in a better position to change how we look at addiction, to change how, like, addiction is a medical issue. Okay. Uh, Michael, would you would you expect Michael to see an increase in the number of people you're helping at Coomera as a result of the implementation of any or most of these recommendations? Well, I think you might see an increase in the number of people coming forward because if we were to move to a health-led approach in Ireland, it might reduce the stigmatisation about people coming forward um, and, and seeking help for their drug dependence. But go, to go back to the question that you asked Julie, um, that will this um, scaling down in terms of seriousness from the point of view of criminal justice interaction um, result in the normalisation of drugs? That may very well be the case, but the people who would be making that argument would need to take a serious look at the relationship that Irish society has with the one legalised taxed and regulated drug that we have, which is alcohol. And it's anything but good. So like, I don't see how us moving, and this is a wonderful opportunity for us to move towards a health-led, holistic, 
client-centred approach when it comes to dealing with people with drug addictions. I don't see how that will materially change the way that the Irish, Irish community, the Irish society, views drug addiction. And in reality, if you look at drugs like cocaine, it's so widespread at this stage that really there is a sense of normalisation around its use anyway. So there isn't going to be this big spike or change or influx of people becoming addicted to drugs because we're necessarily taking a more common sense approach to the problem. Michael, it is one thing publishing a report and making recommendations. It's quite another matter uh, to have them implemented. That's now up to the Oireachtas to assess and implement them. Uh, the chairman of the Citizens' Assembly on Drugs Use, Paul Reid, thinks this could be done swiftly. But I just wonder, would you agree? I mean, could the government avoid dealing with or implementing some of the recommendations and leave them on the shelf? And the prospect of an impending general election May the government could potentially look at this and go, it's too, some, some or all of this is too much of a hot topic. It could cause us um, problems at the next general election, which could be later this year, definitely early next year. We'll just uh, hand this off or fob it off to whoever the next government is. Well, it would be very disappointing after all the work, that, good work that has been done by the Citizens' Assembly if the current administration failed to act at least in some way um, on the recommendations, the 36 recommendations that have been put forward. Um, so we would hope that that would not arise. And you are correct that this report is merely a report. It has no basis in law. It is no legislative function. And the responsibility is now on the government to take these recommendations and to translate them into tangible changes for people on the ground, both service users that are out there and service providers like Julie and, and, and myself and everybody else who works in the area. So... It would be quite disappointing if this hadn't moved on. Paul Reid is right in that some of the recommendations could be moved on quite swiftly. Um, But there are other things in it, like changes to the Misuse of Drugs Act and so on, that will probably take longer because it will require quite extensive legislative changes and so on. But certainly it would be a shame and it would be a really grievously lost opportunity if this report wasn't to be acted on at least in part by the current administration, which, as you correctly said, has approximately a year to run. Okay, uh, we're almost out of time, Julie, but I just want to get your your final thoughts on that very briefly, if you don't mind. Do, do, do you have confidence that we're going to see uh, this current government uh, deal with this report or will they just put it up on the shelf and leave it for whoever comes in next to deal with? Well, Minister Naxon was very, very strong in her commitment to act on some of the recommendations and I suppose, you know, we are due to have a new drug strategy by June in 2024, and some of the recommendations of the Citizens' Assembly will definitely, I would say, will uh, include that drug strategy. Also, there are things that can be carried out very quickly, like, you know, uh, directing more funding into services, directing funding into the different task forces around the country that they can distribute into existing services, that they can expand the services or, you know, make the services that are already there more robust. So these are things that can be done immediately. Equally, looking at our housing problem, looking at our homeless problem, looking at the availability of beds, these are things that can be done very quickly, just as well as looking at the availability of detox beds. We have a serious lack of detox beds in this country. Like I think at the moment it's about nine detox beds for the 26 counties. This is something that can be realised really, really quickly by expansion of, of existing services. Absolutely, you know, strategies and policy and things like that will probably have to go to Oireachtas. 
will probably have to be debated and things like that. That may go on to the next government, but the current government of today can implement some of these recommendations really, really quickly. I think the 99 Assembly members and Paul Reid have done a massive job in seven months. In that seven months, there was about 800 reported deaths in relation to drug use in this country. So it's a real problem and we need to act accordingly and act promptly. Okay, we do have to leave it there. But my uh, thanks and gratitude to you, Julie McKenna, Novas's Midwest Head of Research Policy and uh, the Addiction Councillor, Coomber and Brewery, Michael Gear. And uh, what about yourselves out there? What are your thoughts on this uh, final report from the Citizens' Assembly on drugs use? And do you support the recommendations that they are making? Should we move more towards a health-led approach with drugs use rather than uh, the cr- utilising the criminal justice system?